welcome everyone to the Enthusiast Life brought to you by GamerGoo. My name is Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Monday, January 25th, 2021. Boy, do we have some exciting things to talk about today from Resident Evil news to Knights of the Old Republic news to Godzilla vs. Kong. Lots and lots of fun things to talk about. So hopefully you had a good weekend. We are starting here with a new week. But a little bit of housekeeping here as always before we get rolling. Don't forget you can always follow me on Twitter at Marturk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C. And of course you can always email the show at theenthuslife at gmail.com. Well let's jump in here with this Resident Evil showcase that happened. Uh, when was this? This was Thursday. So this was uh, before Friday. And of course Friday we did our big WandaVision uh, Spoiler show for episode three, so hopefully uh, you did get to see episode three of that. But some exciting things here if you are a Resident Evil fan. Now, I will tell you, uh, I've talked before on the show how uh, I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to some of these games. And, and honestly, it's not that I'm really scared to play these games, but just jump scares really just, let's just say they make me mad. That it just it just always seems like a cheap way uh, to cause a scare, but I will say that the interesting bit about this showcase, and, and again, this was kind of the big coming out for Resident Evil Village, which of course is Resident Evil 8, as they are calling it, um, was this free demo they put out. But before we talk about that, let's just kind of get through some of the details here. So they did announce the release date for Resident Evil Village. It is coming May 7th, 2021. Of course, it's coming to the PC, the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series S and X, and uh, they're saying that it is also being released on uh, the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One at that time as well. So we'll see kind of how those versions run. I mean, knowing how kind of those last-gen, made-for-new-gen, uh, the recent you know game has gone of Cyberpunk, we'll see. But I, I don't think this is going to be kind of in the same realm as that because obviously uh, Resident Evil 7 ran great on the last-gen consoles. And uh, the visuals, of course, have gotten a bump uh, on these the, the current gen consoles of the the PlayStation 5 and the uh, Series S and X, um, but I think they're going to be able to pull that off, no problem. But what they showed for the game looks awesome. They, they basically showed kind of this castle area um, where we got to meet, uh, what was her name, Mother, uh, uh, Mother Miranda, uh, this very creepy lady who essentially... I'm guessing she's a, a vampire. I mean, at first I was thinking she was part of a, a coven of witches, uh, but it seems like they're all vampires and she's kind of like the queen of them and then she has all these uh um just other vampires under her who you kind of see kind of all come in and just like this swarm of bees or or just random bugs just very strange the way they come in um and uh, the visuals just looked awesome you could tell the atmosphere is fantastic uh they're bringing back kind of the the puzzles that were in Resident Evil um, 7 a lot, and then just, of course, from all the other games. Uh, the inventory management system that's going to be in this is very reminiscent of Resident Evil 4, where you're kind of piecing things in kind of Tetris-like, and, and, you know, as long as you can fit these items into your inventory, you can go ahead and carry it. Uh, they're bringing back uh, the vendor, you know, uh, I forget what his name is, but he looks crazy in this game, and he's going to appear to you all throughout um, the, the adventure here. And, you know, that's what kind of came off to me from this, um, showcase about Resident Evil Village is that it almost seems like it's more of like a horror adventure game. And you know, look, I didn't play seven, and I know I, I'm being told constantly to play seven, and maybe I will because this game, Village, definitely, definitely looks interesting to me and, and definitely has me potentially wanting to buy this game even day one, uh, especially after playing the demo. Um, but I don't know how much they double down in terms of the adventure side of it in seven, but this really looked like they're really going for it. And rather than making it like a, a um, 
a shooter, which, look, Resident Evil never was. I mean, you were always scarce on your bullets, and it's all more about kind of outthinking the zombies and figuring out what's the most effective way uh, to either get by them or take them out, whether it's a melee weapon, whatever it is. Uh, but it really, to me, in this really shows that it really is much more of a puzzle adventure style game. Yes, you can now block, which is kind of an interesting thing. I mean, at one point we do see the massive giant uh, enemy who's swinging this hammer at you, which is, you know, somewhat reminiscent of a Resident Evil 4 villain. Um, but uh, overall, it just looks great. I actually did play, like I said, they did put out this uh, free demo on the PlayStation platform. Uh, I think you can play it on the 4 as well, but I played it on the PlayStation 5. Um, and essentially you play a uh, protagonist who you have no abilities, basically. You just have to escape um, the castle. You're kind of stuck in this uh, dungeon. you got to find your way out. And uh, there was multiple puzzles I had to get through. I had to figure out, you know, you come to some areas where a door is locked. You had to kind of backtrack a little bit, find the key, find the way to get the key. Um, and, man, it was it was creepy as hell. I mean, I'm always plugging some gamer goo here on the podcast. And, man, it got my heart racing. Actually, it was funny. I, was, I looked at my, uh, my Apple Watch, and my heart rate was definitely up. Uh, wearing those headphones and just kind of hearing the sounds all around you. Um, I think you, had a, you really only see... Um, I'm going to say maybe one or two enemies. Like, there's nothing that really can kill you in there. Because um, I don't want to spoil the demo. I mean, it definitely, it, it's well worth playing. I mean, it takes, probably took me 15 minutes maybe to get through it. Um, but, uh, yeah, after playing that and then seeing what they're showing for Village, um, I'm definitely interested in picking that game up. Uh, I think kind of doubling down more on the adventure side of it and kind of the puzzle solving, things like that's going to be more up my alley. You know, it seems like that's going to be, um, you know, Pretty cool. Now, you are playing again as uh, Ethan Winters, who is the same protagonist from Resident Evil 7, so that's cool. It's kind of picking up um, on his story, and, and uh, I guess he's searching for his daughter. He's in the castle, um, so it just uh, looks really, really cool. Um, they did also say that there is a multi multiplayer component to not necessarily this game, but a Resident Evil multiplayer game called Reverse Resident Evil. It's a new uh, multiplayer spinoff, and they said that if you do buy Resident Evil Village, it's just included. You get that when that launches. I guess it's right now in a, some sort of uh, closed beta test. Um, so who knows? We'll probably get a beta for that at some point. But essentially in that, you play um, as other Resident Evil characters kind of throughout the the series. And I don't know if it's a Battle Royale, whatever it is. It's something like that. And then they also showed off the trailer for uh, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, which is that CGI series coming to Netflix, which I'm actually really looking forward to that. Uh, that's going to have uh, Leon Kennedy and Claire Redfield, of course, the uh, classic characters um, from the early Resident Evils, and I guess it's set a couple years after Resident Evil 4. So uh, we'll we'll see kind of how that all that plays out. But lots of hype this weekend for Village, uh, which is pretty awesome to see. You know, and again, this is one of those ideas where, you know, I, I mean, look, it's not uh, E3 time right now or anything like that, but like this idea where companies can just own the news cycle, right? They can just put out their own little... You know, I'm not, I don't mean to call it a direct, but like a Nintendo Direct style event. And just that's all anybody talks about this weekend. I mean, that's all everyone was talking about this weekend was Resident Evil Village and people playing the Maiden um, demo. So uh, I'd say if you own a PlayStation platform, either the four or the five, go check that demo out. Uh, get in there. And, you know, unfortunately on the Xbox and PC, you can't play it. I, you know, so I do understand it. That does suck. Um, but uh, I would definitely try to. Um, get in on that if you can. And if anything, go watch the trailer that they put out, kind of the gameplay trailer. Uh, the game is gorgeous. Looks beautiful. Um, that whole that whole just environment they created is is awesome. And my guess is that's probably just the tip of the iceberg. Um, the castle and then also um, the uh, uh, just 
surrounding areas. I mean, in seven, again, I didn't play seven. I know it was kind of set just in one house, that kind of creepy house of the the Manson family or the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre style family that they had created there. Um, but I wonder, you know, how much of, of this game is outside of that castle. I mean, it's called Village, right? So it's got to be, we got to go to a village. Um, but, you know, the castle, from what I explored of it, you know, I mean, it was big, but it wasn't huge. So I'm either there's a lot of secret areas or we're going to be going to some places that they have not even shown us yet. So that's what I can't wait to see. Uh, one of the big rumors actually breaking yesterday uh, that was kind of big news uh, when I got home uh, last night is that a uh, new Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic game is reportedly in development. But the kicker is it's not coming from EA or Bioware. I mean, not coming from EA. Not surprising, of course, because of kind of the new push here of, of these Lucasfilm games. Um, you know, we have the Ubisoft game, uh, the Bethesda game. Um, so that's something that, you know, obviously I think many of us expected. But the idea of Bioware not being involved in a Knights of the Old Republic game, that really is what is shocking. Um, you know, I mean, that's that's their bread and butter, right? That's their thing. I mean, they, they did obviously the Old Republic. They did both KOTOR 1 and 2. Um, I... Part of it could just be they're working so hard on Dragon Age, they just don't have the time. And, and you know, I think we're seeing on the Star Wars side uh, from Lucasfilm that there is kind of this push to maybe start bringing in the Old Republic. I mean, we've had references through uh, many different uh, forms of media that they've been putting out. I mean, there's still kind of, in my head, the idea that the High Republic somehow is going to tie in. I mean, obviously, timeline-wise, yes, it does. It comes after the Old Republic. Um, but I think that the High Republic is kind of a way for them to kind of bridge that gap. And, um, you know, maybe we're going to start to see more. This was kind of uh, breaking on um, a couple different podcasts. Uh, there is a, uh, a Star Wars insider called Bespin Bulletin. Uh, they were talking on a, the B.O.B. podcast saying that they know uh, that this game is in development and that it's outside of EA and that we'll never guess who the studio is that's making this game. Um, Bloomberg's Jason Schreier kind of said the same thing, that we'll never guess who the studio is that's making it. You know, I was trying to think in my head, like, who would I want to be making a Knights of the Old Republic game, if it wasn't EA or Bioware. And, and, you know, the big RPG hitters that come to mind, of course, are, you know, you think uh, CD Projekt Red, which obviously now I I hope they're not, oh, I guess Red would be the the Witcher team, just CD Projekt. I mean, they have another team, so maybe them, but, um, you know, I, I kind of thinking maybe now we, maybe not after kind of the way that went, but hey, whatever, it's, it's their one kind of miss. Um, you could possibly think i was thinking like larian studios the guys who do um the divinity series you know maybe you know what wooden over the top old republic game like like that or boulders gate 3 but that's the thing they're working on boulders gate 3 so they have their hands deep right now in something else like i don't know i mean do they just throw it to obsidian like would obsidian be the one i mean they're the ones that did kotor 2 they're owned by microsoft and then would that then make potentially a xbox exclusive knights of the old republic game which by the way that it was the original kotor it was exclusive on the xbox um when it launched uh, console wise um maybe that's it and but but that we would guess that right people would guess obsidian um so i don't know you know there's a lot of different um possibilities i mean crazy as it sounds would would a blizzard star wars knights of the old republic game could that work i mean yeah it's not their ip but it's activision blizzard would we want that? Do we want Activision at the helm of a Star Wars game, knowing how they can, you know, sometimes bleed pe- people dry for their money with microtransactions and that? I don't know. But uh, regardless, please, all I'm going to say is please let this be true. And uh, hopefully we don't have to wait too long to see it because I definitely want to play a new Knights of the Old Republic game. It would just be amazing to play through that. Um, 
Let's see what else. We have uh, kind of the big story last week, and, and this really isn't a fun story, although it did turn out well in the end. Uh, this was kind of breaking, and actually, when it was first put up on our Discord, I, I was like, wait a minute, what? And that was the idea that Microsoft had increased the price for Xbox Live Gold from $5 a month to $10 a month, and uh, Classic Squid put it in our Discord, and I'm like, thinking to myself, I thought it's always been 10 bucks. And, and part of the reason I was thinking that is because I've been so into the Game Pass ecosystem really since it launched, and I haven't just bought gold in so long, and I've just become so accustomed to just paying that amount of money a month, essentially, that uh, I forgot, yeah, it was five bucks, man. You used to even be able to get, I think, on Xbox, like for 50 bucks you could get the year, you know, and then a lot of times there's always sales for the year, so I had just forgotten that that was the price, that it was that it was essentially $5 a month, and uh, yeah, I mean, the internet kind of lost its collective minds over this, and, and you know, rightfully so, because in the end, when you look at what you're getting with gold and you would get with like PlayStation Plus. I mean, with Xbox, you don't even you didn't even need gold to play games like Fortnite or Warframe um, where on, on PlayStation, where on Xbox you did. You had to have you had to have gold. Um, you know, so I'm sorry. On PlayStation, then, you know, you had to have PlayStation Plus to play those free games or you didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stumbling all over my words here. On PlayStation, you did not have to have PlayStation Plus to play free games like Fortnite and Warframe. Or any of those free-to-play games, right? Where on Microsoft, on Xbox, you had to have gold to even play that. And I didn't even know that until we discovered it with my son, who one time let his gold lapse. And uh, I actually, at the time, didn't have gold. And he, I think my you know Game Pass or whatever had uh, lapsed. And he had to, I just basically had to buy back into gold so he could play on the console. And it's like, you know, why? It's a free-to-play game, but Microsoft always stuck to their guns. And by increasing it to $10, they still kept it the same. Like, you still needed gold to do that. So, of course, people needed to be upset. I mean, I understand their mindset was, hey, we just want to show the value of Game Pass and just try to get these, basically force those people into Game Pass. But that is pretty crappy, right? That is something that a company really shouldn't do, especially with all the goodwill that they had created over the past you know, a year and a half, two years here, as they've been kind of building to this moment of the Series X and S kind of releasing. Um, so the internet, like I said, had kind of lost its mind. People were yelling on the internet. I mean, I hadn't seen the internet this abuzz and just screaming about something in, in a while. Well, I guess in about a week and a half, I should say, since a certain um, thing happened earlier this month. Um, but um, yeah, people actually made a difference here for once. So for once, the keyboard warriors did the right, like were able to turn the tide of a terrible decision by a corporation. So Microsoft did not only turn it and say, you're right, we shouldn't have done that. We're dropping the price back down. But also, the best part was they also made, you don't have to have gold now to play those free games. So just like PlayStation, you don't need any of their online service if you want to play those free-to-play games like Fortnite and Warframe, and DC Universe Online, and all those other games that you want to play, you don't need to have it. Um, so hey, good job, internet. You you know all you uh, out there screaming on the internet actually made something happen, which was a good thing. So, um, but hey, you know again, kind of a dumb decision for them to to do that uh, and not add anything to it. I mean, if anything, not that it would have made it any better, but it was like you know they they tried the whole oh well if you have any existing months it just kind of converts over to Game Pass. Um, and, you know, that is something for the short term. Um, but the reversal of the free-to-play game should have just been there from the beginning. They should have just said, hey, we're up in the price of 10 bucks, And, but, you know, you don't have to have it if you're somebody that just plays Fortnite. You're good. You know, you, you can just totally ditch gold and you're, you're good to go. Um, but again, that still, I think, would have met the same outrage. I just don't think it would have been as bad. Um, but, you know, you, they had to have some sort of counter to 
the PlayStation Plus news. And see, for a while, I thought maybe it's not available anymore. I thought you could get Game Pass for $10 on the Xbox or just PC or pay 15 for the Ultimate, which gets it on both, which still may be the case. And, and again, though, you know, if you don't have that $10 a month to pay, that's the problem, right? You, you had that $5, but you didn't have that $10. So I guess in the end, yeah, it still is not was a bad decision on their part and and you know kudos to them at least and i i know i say kudos and i know some people are like oh you shouldn't give them any credit at least they did right right they listened to the audience so take it for what it is and um you know again but but dumb decision for them to have done it in the first place uh finally here today to uh talk about some fun more another fun stuff another fun thing here on the show uh the new trailer for Godzilla vs Kong has come out now remember this is coming out uh what on may 21st right is that the release date or didn't they change that i thought this oh i'm sorry yeah march 26th it was going to be may 21st now march 26th so about two months away and remember this is going to be an hbo max film as well as in theaters where it can release and guys look i think i've said it before when i was a kid i actually had a godzilla party we watched godzilla 1984 at my house this is probably in like 1988 or 89 i had a bunch of friends over my house and i had 19 godzilla 1984 on vhs and we watched it and we had a our sound system hooked up my dad was a dj so we had like all the, the sound cranked up it would you know when you go back and watch godzilla 1984 it was all subtitles and all crazy but i mean we just thought it was epic right we shut the lights off and just had godzilla screaming throughout the house i mean the neighbors probably were like what the hell is going on but godzilla's always had a place in my heart and I mean, King Kong even as well. And part of that, I think, is because my dad, when I was a kid, used to love these monster movies. I remember whatever channel there was. A, we had a channel when I was a kid and they were just they'd be on TV and I would you know, kind of sneak in the room. And I, I don't know if he didn't want me to watch them, but I just I remember multiple times sneaking in the room and him watching it and him like kind of pulling me in and us watching, you know, the, the movie. So I've always had an affinity for these monster movies and, you know, watching this trailer as kind of silly and crazy as the concept always is for these films and i mean in this one it's just it's just dumb right they got kong's trapped on a boat and he they're bringing him to fight the threat of godzilla and you know the first thing we see is him just punching godzilla in the face like as dumb as that is i can't wait to watch this movie like it is just it's it's gonna be just like when you watch like uh i don't want to say a dragon ball z movie but it's it, to me it's just gonna i think have that appeal where it's like i'm just gonna have my Big smile on my face, you know, my eyes wide open watching these fight scenes, and I'm just going to love every single minute of it. Um, you know, they are putting in some some decent actors in there. I mean, we got Alex Skarsgård's in there, Millie Bobby Brown, of course, Rebecca Hall is in there. Um, looks like it's going to be just this kind of, just over the top, crazy movie um, that I think, uh, you know, had it come to theaters, I know people would have gone, but I think a lot more people are going to see it now that it's on HBO Max. And to me, this is like one of those movies that I think, we just need right now. We just need a movie that is just so over the top, bombastic, just wild that I think it's going to be just a, a an awesome movie. I can't wait. I can't wait. Godzilla vs. Kong. Go watch the trailer. That's all I got to say. Go see it. Go, go watch the trailer. And, and you just have to like take it for what it is. I think that's the thing. You can't, you know, there's nobody breaking down. I mean, I'm sure there's people breaking down this trailer, but there's no reason to. Like all you need to see is King Kong punch Godzilla in the face, and then the very last scene of the trailer where he jumps in the air with holding what looks to be like Mjolnir from Thor with Godzilla shooting lightning at it, and it's powering the hammer, and he slams it down on Godzilla, and that's it. It's all you gotta see. Like, that that just right there does it all, says it all for me. Um, 
can't wait. March 26th can't come soon enough. So, all right, guys, let's wrap it up there. Uh, as always, big thanks to GamerGoo for supporting the show. Like I mentioned, GamerGoo helped me out with my Resident Evil Maiden playthrough, and it could help you out too. Uh, so go to GamerGoo.com. You can find that link down in the show notes. Check out all the different scents over there. It is that antiperspirant for your hands when you're rocking some video games or hell, even when you're doing a big workout. GamerGoo is great for if you're into uh, weightlifting or doing pull-ups. Uh, GamerGoo can help you out there as well. Uh, if you're interested in purchasing some, be sure to use my promo code TEL, T-E-L, and save yourself 10% off your order today. And of course, you can always follow me on Twitter at Marturk, M-A-R-K-T-U-R-C, and always email the show at theenthuselife at gmail.com. Well, everybody have a great rest of your day, and until tomorrow, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>